welcome to the World Champs Daily Special Edition of the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. On this episode, we'll review the women's downhill from Sunday and the men's alpine combined. Another lowered start for the women's race today. We've seen it time and time again throughout the whole championships. It's sort of it's having a real effect. I think it's an absolute shame that we are having to race in subpar conditions. I mean, what can you do about it? The weather's the weather, right? We race outdoors. That's how it is. But it just means that the I feel like these results aren't quite as, I don't know, even or fair or... I mean, I know they're all racing in the same conditions, but I want to see good, solid, hard racing. And I feel like we're kind of being robbed a little bit with the conditions. But like I said, what are you going to do? You're racing the World Championships. They can't reschedule the World Championships. It's uh, just unlucky. So another lower start for the ladies. Another short run meant very, very, very close racing. And, uh, and the women certainly didn't disappoint in the downhill. Ilka Stuhetz retained her title from 2017. She skied amazingly top to bottom. She absolutely smashed the opening part. And that was where she really laid it thick on the field. She, she sort of just powered her way out that start. She was very clean and aggressive and direct. Even on these softer conditions where you needed that subtlety, she just had that sort of delicate strength and was able to put down some really clean turns. Corinne Suter backs up her third from the Super G at the World Championships to finish in second place. She didn't really make any mistakes. There was just one turn that caught her out. It was a bit low and late in the line. Cost her a bit of time. It would certainly have been closer. Would it have been enough to take the lead away from uh, Ilka Stuhetz? Doubtful. But another run. She, I mean, she... She's hit some serious form at exactly the right part of the season. This hill definitely suits her, these sort of softer conditions. He's able to be so subtle and, and, and clean underneath her feet. And then Lindsay Vonn stepping on the podium one final time in her last ever race. What a way to sign off her career in style. Yes, she would have loved it to be the top step, but I think she'll take any step on the podium at this point with the injury she's gone through, the mental battles, the physical battles. What a career it has been. What a career it's been. Uh, like Svindals, she charged really hard, seemed to hold a little bit in reserve through the last couple of days and put it all on the line when it counted. Last race, left nothing on the hill. She fought, took a little bit of time to ease her way into the challenge, but then once she found her feet, she absolutely nailed that bottom section, skied it as good as she skied not ever in her career, because that's obviously not the case, but certainly as good as she skied in the, you know, towards the end of just before she got injured in this last time. So actually, I think she skied really nicely and she did just sort of go, do you know what? It's my last race. I don't care. You know, I'm going to put it all on the line. It's going to be on a podium, top performance, or it's going to be out. And, uh, and she definitely didn't disappoint. Ingemar Stenmark watched from the finish. You know, all this chat before Lindsay decided she was going to announce her retirement, you know, chasing history, looking for more victories to take away that Ingemar Stenmark title, to tie it, first of all, and then take it away from Stenmark. It was great to see him in the finish. Lovely to sort of get that recognition from two of the best athletes this sport has ever seen. And he obviously thinks that her uh, her career has been amazing. Obviously, it's a different generation. Times have changed. And I, and I think... You know, everybody was wanting to see this battle go right down to the wire and Lindsay didn't disappoint really. Just uh, unfortunately for her, her body sort of caught up with her. Lots of, you know, downhills and dangerous game and one too many crashes meant that that was that and she couldn't take the history. But 
greatest female skier of all time, second in the all-time winning list. What a place to hang your boots up and end your career. Will it stay that way? Looks unlikely with Schifrin absolutely smashing races left, right and centre, but it's not a given. And take that many victories is an incredible achievement and uh, and she, one she should be and I'm sure she is very proud of. Now the top 10 was separated by less than a second again I think due to that lowered start gate just meant that there isn't the time in the piece to lose or to gain so uh, some great tight racing it's it's always exciting when the when the margins are that fine so a, a good set of races uh, and moving on to the Alpine combined for the men Again, the same story, lowered start, delayed race, lots of snow, lots of soft conditions. It's not that cold out there at the moment, even though we're right up in in Sweden, you know, somewhere where you'd associate it with being absolutely freezing at all times of the year. It's not that cold. The snow underfoot is softer than we've seen in a long time. We, the athletes were really looking forward to it going into it. They've been talking about how they've been racing on ice all winter long and they were looking forward to a chance to ski on snow. But actually it circles back around to why we ski on ice, to make sure that the conditions stay more even and it is less of a bib draw um, and so a tough day of racing for the men again another lowered start meant that the, the downhillers didn't get the opportunity to put all their skills on show and a very rutted slalom run meant that we saw Alexi Pantero win my pre-race favorite thank you very much Benjamin he skied the downhill very nicely and then had a decent early start number in soft conditions meant that he put down a belting slalom run and held on all the way through. Stefan Hardelin of Slovenia was second, which is a little bit of a turn up for the books, and Marco Schwartz, who was Ben's pick, down in third place. The first downhill skier was in seventh, that was Maro Kavietzel, and Dominic Paris, who led after the downhill, actually finished down in ninth. So uh, a tough race. A good day out for the Swedes with uh, Felix Monson, the first for the home crowd, back in 10th place. The race itself, the downhill, obviously, there's not too much to talk about there, really. The, the track is not that tricky when the start is lowered. I mean, obviously, you've got some big turns and some high speeds, but the, the slalom skiers wouldn't have been afraid by these slower snow conditions and, and taking out some of the technical turns at the start of the track and the length that the downhillers are, you know, more used to than the slalom skiers. So it definitely played into the hands of the tech skiers. And then because the tech skiers were obviously slower than the downhill skiers, meant that they were, uh, when they flipped the results and the 30th place went first, it meant Alexi Pantero had a relatively clean track, and as did the other slalom skiers who weren't towards the front end after the downhill, meant that they all had clearer tracks in the slalom, which when the snow was soft like it was, it rutted up really quickly, definitely didn't hold up. Uh, and by the time that Dominic Paris went down, I mean, he'd, he would struggle to have got close to um, Alexi Pantera anyway with how good Pantera was and how much Dominic Paris struggles in the tech, in the slalom discipline, but certainly would have been a lot closer. And I think it's just nice to see a way of them evening out this uh, this alpine combined format so that it really is a test of an all-round skier not just a slalom skier that can ski a bit of downhill i think it's a real shame and i do think also obviously we're we're losing that um we're losing this format going forward i think it's a real shame because it is great to see these all-rounders um steve nyman who races in the American team on the downhill tour and super g tour on the speed tour said that uh, he he believes the super combine shouldn't be eliminated it just needs to be revised it currently favors heavily towards the slalom skiers with the shortened downhill and a usually a full length slalom 
He says that he thinks that they should determine the start position via the downhill run. So instead of reversing the top 30, they need to allow the downhill run winner to start number run one instead of number 30. It would make for a much more exciting event. It would mean the slalom guys would be trying to catch up time and rather than watching how much time the downhillers lose at the end. And I, I, kind of, I kind of agree. It does. I think it's a great spectacle, you know, these two different disciplines duking it out, meaning that we're really finding an all-round skier. I mean, other than that, we don't have an all-round skier. We have an overall title, which again has been won by a tech skier for quite a number of years. Well, Hirsch has won seven overall titles and uh, he obviously ne- barely ever sticks on anything longer than a Gieski. Tough one, I think, but uh, I, I kind of agree with Steve Nyman there, but I do think that Fizz have decided that they want these head-to-head races in and I think that's a bit of a shame. Although, move on to now the team event, which is happening tomorrow. So that's two men and two women from the same nation racing in a uh, parallel event. Um, no Hirscher, he already announced that. And the American team have announced that they're not going to enter a team at all. So I think actually it shows that we spoke about it in the build-up podcast that we did before the World Championships. And I sort of, maybe in the minority, but I poo-pooed this event. I just think it's the athletes don't take it seriously Certainly the big-name athletes don't take it seriously. And so the spectacle itself is just watered down, and I think it's a non-event, and I think it's a spectacle as opposed to a real you know, world championship event because obviously it's not doesn't have the best people competing. So I think that there's space for Fizz to look at this and go, look, the team event doesn't work. It, 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 it doesn't work, really. Let's be, let's be honest about it. Until the athletes take it seriously, I think it, it needs to remain as an exhibition race. Maybe it doesn't need to be in the World Championships or they need to revise it. Maybe they look at the Alpine combined and still run a, an individual head-to-head event rather than this team event. It certainly needs looking at. It might be the Brits' best chance and arguably is the Brits' best chance for a, a best performance at the World Championships. But maybe it's the traditionalist in me. I'd rather take a good performance in one of the core events than I would to see us taking a you know a good result in an event where people aren't taking it seriously but at the same time it works for funding and uh, and a top 10 top 5 result even a podium result would be amazing for the sport and amazing for funding uh, and so it's a little bit of us playing the system and sometimes that's what you need to do so that's all we've got time for right now tomorrow is the team event let's see how the guys and girls get on goodbye for now 